This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like I'm pumping out some good stuff, you know, and no, no, not getting a lot of appreciation for it. And then you text me and say, hey, tweet your old tweets because the new stuff ain't cutting it. So well, I, got, I, got news, I got news for you, brother. I'm doing my best. Okay. That's not what I said. What I <laughs> said was, what you said. I said, hey, post your old stuff. And then you said, oh, the new stuff isn't cutting it, huh? <laughs> yes. Because that was the implication. No, it wasn't. You, it's not my fault you read into you it something I did not say. just had a conversation say. with someone that said that I needed to hang it up and to log <laughs> off. And then not 30 minutes after that, you text me and say, hey, I think it's time to start tweeting some of your old tweets. <laughs> what, 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 what am I supposed Listen, to Listen, if conclude? I was, If I had something to say to you, I would just say it. Say it then. Nothing. I have nothing to say to you. I think you should just start tweeting some of your old tweets. I think it might be fun. That's it. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast with an elastic waistband. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. We're just so easy to put on. Yep. You know? You just throw and it you on. Does it? Could throw it on. You'd be at home. You'd be out in public. No one will know. Open your open your record player. Take a, take the latest episode of The Crunch off of your vinyl shelf and just mm. t- set that speed to 20 RPM or however fast record players <laughs> go. RPM. I don't know. 70? Who knows? And you just play and you hear the... You just sit there. It's like crackling, you know? What if record players had like a f- an odometer but for RPM? What are those called? <laughs> I don't know. Rodometers? Or rapometers? Repometer. A repometer. And One day I like, want to be big enough that we can release our old episodes on vinyl. <laughs> golly. That'd be so funny. I mean, we could do that now, but... It would be a bit. Somebody obviously. else... Surely, surely someone has done podcasting on vinyl. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. It wouldn't sound good if you took a digital recording and put it on vinyl. You gotta do it... You gotta do... You gotta do the... You gotta do it uh, acoustic. How do, you're telling me that analog recordings put on vinyl just sound magically so good yes but digital recording with higher quality equipment and quality put on a vinyl all of a sudden just will sound bad so analog can be endlessly upscaled this is why analog is better hmm did you know that analog is like the von mauer of audio forms (laughs) so okay hold on i you know that's this is why like, this is why like old songs get remastered. Von Mauer is the fanciest store I could think of. In Von Mauer, I didn't even know that. That's how fancy it's, this store is. It, they have a live piano man. 
They have <laughs> Billy Bon Jovi in the store playing Piano Man. No matter Billy you... Bon Jovi. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> it's John Bon Jovi. Oh, okay. <laughs> they got Frank Ocean in there <laughs> playing piano and planning a heist. <laughs> yes. It's good. I love it when... Uh... When all, when Billy Joe Thornton gets sits down and starts playing September back then, it, it, Green Wake Day. me up when oh, September wake, ends. <laughs> wake, me, wake me up when you go go on Before the Von Mauer piano. <laughs> so did you know they shot the TV show Lost on film? film? Yeah, really. Yeah, and so they they can they remastered it and it looks just as good as any modern Program Netflix show it's shot today? in 4K. Yeah, because it just captures light. It's not like digitizing the light into a file. You huh. know? And so that's why that's why songs like by Queen can be remastered and sound better because they So just, what yeah. you're I have a question. Mm-hmm. What you're telling me mm-hmm. is if we want to reach peak podcasting audio. Yes. Is I need to be speaking into a gramophone that is going <laughs> to record the sound waves of my voice yes. on a wax disc uh-huh. so that I can <laughs> copy it. Yeah. Press it. And send it all around the world. Yeah, we got to save the masters. In a little sleeve. In a little sleeve. Yes, we have to save the masters, and we have to mail people our podcast. Do you think people would pay for that? I don't think... I mean, maybe eventually. I think it would be very funny to just be the only... The the number one (laughs) Catholic comedy podcast for young adults and the only podcast on vinyl. Yeah, right? (laughs) Oh, did you hear we're taking comedy off of that? We're just the number one podcast for Catholic young adults now. The number one, the only funny podcast for Catholics. Yeah. No, nah, we podcast? can't say that. Yeah, Our friends can. will get mad at us. Who? I don't know. We have friends who have funny podcasts. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> what if we... Let's, so the vinyl is too obvious to me, right? It's like the obvious. I'm a... I'm cassettes. Hit, I'm cool. No, not even cassettes. I'm thinking we start doing video programs. We put that on a VHS. <laughs> that's a collectible item it's like an it's like an nft but on tape <laughs> non-fungible tape non-fungible tape what do there you was such a that? funny conversation in the discord the other day about land being nfts did you, were you did you see that i don't i must have missed that the discord bit.ly such crunch discord is popping all the time and i can it's never popping all the time if you want if you want to have good we started the all right, I'll, I'll talk about that later but we uh someone someone posted a meme that was like Land is the original NFT. People just saying, oh, I have this piece of paper. It means that I own this. Uh, oh, yeah, I, you own this, I, but why well, I could just walk on it? <laughs> and yeah. I, was like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pope Leo Thirteenth is not impressed. Um, the original blockchain is your county tax assessor's registry. <laughs> You're right. That, that's the blockchain. You could just go to any publicly accessible website. You see this ledger? Website. You see this yeah. ledger? It's like a uh-huh. ledger. It's, <laughs> it's the original block. <laughs> this ledger is like a blockchain. <laughs> School in 10 years is going to be like, how do you do accounting? <laughs> well, son. It's like blockchain. <laughs> it's like blockchain. Oh, oh okay. Got father, it. help. I cannot click the, le- the ledger. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot uh, click the cow. Speaking of memes that were posted in the Discord, you posted quite an unsavory meme about me just but but a quarter of an hour ago. How you look like Kevin Feige. <laughs> it makes me so mad. <laughs> Go bit.ly slash crunch discord if you want to see pictures of Ethan looking like Kevin Feige and if you want to join our new evangelization uh, Discord channel. Go, I, hashtag go make disciples. I'm going to make disciples of the people who think that I don't look like Kevin Feige because <laughs> just because I have this hat on. I let me tell you the story of this hat. Did you watch my stream last night? No, I didn't. That's okay. It was okay, but I 
I was playing Blitz Chess, and I was oh. trying to get my rating from 920 up to over 1,000. I was like, get Blitz rating over 1,000. That was my goal for the evening. I got up to like 930, and then I went down to like 912, and I was just kind of stuck there. I kept like losing. And it was frustrating because the music I was listening to, somebody recommended that I play Matt Frad's channel, so I was listening to the Lo-Fi yeah. Beats to Pray slash Study to channel. It's Study slash it just- Relax to, but yeah. I don't know. Whatever. And so I was I was just like it was just the mood was down. Ben Eastman comes in, saves the day, right? Yeah. Drops a thousand crunch coins. Whoa. Tells me to go get a hat on. So I put this <laughs> hat on and I said, You know what, guys? I'm going goblin mode. And I <laughs> instead of playing blitz chess, I started playing bullet chess and I switched over to some music that was way more energetic and I started freaking crushing it. I dude. bet. No, beats the study <laughs> slash relax to is not good for chess. You think no, chess is supposed to be this like highbrow classical no 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 heavy metal, my chemical romance, something hmm. something intense. You listen <laughs> to two, teenagers lately, that genres. song holds up. <laughs> heavy metal and my chemical romance. Together. The only two genres in my iTunes library. <laughs> you listen to uh, the song it, Teenagers recently? Teenagers? Yeah, by Mike. How does that one romance? How does that one go? Uh, they're gonna clean up your looks with all the lies oh, in the yeah, books. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that, yeah dude, no I haven't. No, I haven't listened it's, to it. It's, it's a post-liberal anthem. It is. Is it really? Yeah. Did you Ugh. know that Bobby Bishop Bobby Barron has a book about post-liberalism? I do now. It's all over. What's it called? <laughs> what do you mean it's all? What do you mean it's all? It's over? all over for the post-libs. Now that Bobby Barron's all over it. Oh, he's he's made it too mainstream. He's made it too mainstream. Now it's yeah. I don't know. It's it's called like proclaiming like answering the post liberal Christian uh, towards a post liberal Christianity or something. Huh. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Dang. I want to push the evangelization channel in the Discord. Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. Do you know about the forming intentional disciples group on Facebook? Yes. Yeah. So uh, Sherry Waddell, forming intentional disciples, she made a I've Facebook page. She made a Facebook page uh, group a while back for people to discuss her book. Which, first of all, great idea. Such a good idea. Get people talking about your book all the time. Such a good idea. Name the forum after your book. Yeah, right? Such a good idea. With links to purchase it at the yeah. top. Back Come in 2012. On. She made it back in 2012. This page is like 10 years old, right? It's been, it's been 10 years. It's time for a new forum. We're starting a new a new evangelization group chat on our Discord. And it's going to be for young adult Catholics who listen to our podcast, which means they're smart and they're attractive. Tech savvy. <laughs> Tech savvy. To have conversations about evangelization, I'm really excited about it. People have been, people have already been talking about, hey, I'm giving a talk to high schoolers, help me out, and people are are sending responses. We're not even sending, we don't even have to send responses because we got some world class evangelizers in the group chat. That we do, we do indeed. I'm, so join bit.ly/slash/crunch/discord. Bonus feature of the evangelization chat is that you get to see the Bart Simpson memes that I put in the bits and memes channel. So <laughs> if that intrigues you. Please. slash Come on down. What else is going on? I mean, I, we could do a topic, but man, I'm. I, I mean, I have a topic. I don't really have a topic. I'm just pretty <laughs> what tired. A, what dude. a roller coaster you've taken. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I'm kind of tired. I got a topic. Well, I don't really have a topic. <laughs> this, this bubbly bounce is hitting me, man. <laughs> What's going on? How are you? You doing okay? I'm doing well. We have a school festival coming up on campus what's what's up with the school festival so uh there's you know 
school festival it's a fundraiser for the school i found out that parents of the school listen to my podcast now so i can't i can't oh, be as, dude, i can't be as free that's with crazy there's some drama with the school there's always drama hey hey patrick hates you guys he, ta- he talks <laughs> mad mad on you all the time <laughs> that's not true but it's so it's true. He's lying right now. He's, he talks <laughs> mad crap on you every day, every week. We record the podcast. The parents of my school. EPU to work. gross. All of them yucky. Yes, yucky, stinky. <laughs> every time, no, so, every time he has to go to the school, he sends me the meme of the ranks and he goes, "Uh oh, stinky." <laughs> it hits me with that every day. And it's about you. It's about you it's personally. Uh, no, so there's a, there's a the, one of the biggest fundraisers for the school is this festival they do uh, right before the school year starts and. Yes. This year we were our pastor said, "Hey, you should we should get a we should get a a rock climbing wall to attract the teens, like a beacon. Send a big old big old fake rock up into the sky as a beacon." <laughs> and uh, I, that was a good idea. We're also we also got cookies, so I'm gonna go around. Where are you gonna put the rock wall? Probably in the parking lot. Oh, it's not gonna be a permanent installation. No, 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 no. It's okay, a, <laughs> I was about to say like it's a mobile rock your, climbing wall. How big is your church that you can just yeah, let's let's install a rock wall? Yeah, we'll just put it up. Easy. Oh boy. Okay, so the rock climbing wall is not a permanent installation. It is Good. a temporary fixture, and we're yes. putting that. And so, the school festival is a parent organized thing. And sometimes when you work on big events, this is one of the crazy things about parishes, is that sometimes a parish will go from being a place that does a thing once a week to all of a sudden it's this gigantic endeavor where we're putting together an amusement park for a weekend or a restaurant for a weekend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like parish festivals and fish fries are like these crazy endeavors where you have like, you have to have food suppliers all of a sudden cisco trucks are out back and you're like well we're just gonna run a restaurant for a week right it's just and so obviously you need a ton of volunteer labor and it's not people are people get frustrated and so people are getting frustrated about the rock wall oh yeah it's sad what are they what you don't have to get into super details but i can't imagine i mean you bring the wall you put the wall on the ground people climb the wall they leave what what is there that could be frustrating these so people? So the problem is not the method. It's the fact that we're taking... So people people are... There's miscommunication about, you know, what the price of the rock wall is going uh, to be. There's miscommunication and there's no. people kind of like posturing and lying uh, um, in such a way that, you know... People have cross purposes, like some people want to evangelize and some people want to, I don't know, fundraise, which can be two different things. Um, Some people are just really want to climb a rock wall and they're just really excited. I really just want to climb a rock wall. So the reason why we're doing it is because we want want the kids who are leaving eighth grade going into high school and the kids that are in high school who are going back to the festival, we want to see them. We want to say hi and we want to be like, hey, you should come to this, right? You should come to Life Team. And... That's why I'm doing it. Otherwise, I would not be bothering with this. I would be staying far, far, far away from the Paris strike. Because here, here's the problem with having a side gig, like what we're doing with the crunch. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's you know, it's taken off more than it already has. I mean, taken off is funny thing to say because it already has. But you know, we're we're making it something bigger. Yeah. You know, we're having meetings about you know what the mission of the podcast is going forward. And there's all this like big picture stuff. And so when I have a conversation about drama surrounding how much money we're going to charge for kids to go up a rock wall uh-huh. i immediately check out i just yeah. don't well it's a waste of time and energy. it's a waste of time and energy and i just want to go home and you know hang out with my kid and my wife 
so anyway, it, it's that's just that's what I'm dealing with now. But no, what, what we got to do, what we got to do is go to patreon.com slash the crunch. Let's go. Well, we're going to talk about that after our topic. Don't oh, okay. let's not let's Sorry. not get it twisted. Not getting ahead of ourselves here. Not getting ahead of ourselves. I do want to. Well, we should actually probably say this now, though. What? When we get 100 patrons, do you know what we're doing, Patrick? We are going to. Uh, we're going to record. Oh, a watch along <laughs> bonus episode. Okay. Of where what? Patch, where Patrick and I watch and commentate on, in its entirety, the hit DreamWorks film, Over the Hedge. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. <laughs> and you can just have it. And, uh, well, I mean, not, not you. I mean, you, the patrons can have it. The patrons and, can and have it, it for and free. And if you want to have access to that, yeah. you can also join patreon but that's so for when here's we do the legality 100. question of it are we going yeah. to record ourselves watching it and on the screen it's going to be playing because i think no, that's illegal it's an audio watch along experience so you so, put on a little bluetooth speaker you get your friends around you start over the edge we go three two one start start yes yeah okay cool yep it'll be a little tricky with the timing uh when we're not in person but i think we'll be able to now you can uh, do a netflix party that's like a thing yeah, there's, there's, we'll do it we'll yeah. do a netflix party and then me and patrick will watch it and then the you know a certain we'll set a time i'm so, so excited you can click play and then we'll watch it we'll be able i'm to watch not it gonna practice my, i'm not gonna watch it and practice my jokes ahead of time they're all gonna be off no yeah 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 yeah. it has to be it has to be live it has to be I, fruit i'm so excited freaking <sighs> lenny the turtle i'm so excited to see that skinny legend back His on the screen Vern. whatever <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody named Lenny, I think, in any movie, except for freaking of Mice and Men. What was I thinking? I was thinking of Mice and Men. (laughs) Freaking Lenny the Turtle. Yeah, what about uh, the, what about what about what about gets... George the Raccoon? Am I right? No, that classic character. R- RJ is his mm, name. Is no, it, okay. uh, what about Hammy the Hamster? Okay, that's correct. But it's a squirrel. <laughs> All right. Is hamster spelled with a P? Hey. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the topic today is something that I want to get into. Okay. <laughs> In an effort to promote the evangelization channel, I'd like to speak a little bit about evangelization. Oh, I'm so excited. Or what people perceive to be evangelization. This goes perfect with the tweet that I made today. Oh, do you want to share that before we get going? Yeah, so I made a joke about how people say the new evangelization when they refer to like doing Catholic things on the internet. Right. Um, have I said my hot take on here about how a lot of the new evangelization efforts are basically what parishes do, but just bigger? Uh, I don't think you have shared that take, actually. I have a, I have a take that most of the evangelization things that, that new evangelization people do are the dusty old things that parishes do, just on a larger scale, because they have a bigger audience. So, oh. like, the Bible in a year is great, Yes. Maybe that's a bad maybe that's a bad example because it, it had so much reach. So that's a little bit different. Like the Bible in a year is it was, it was a cool evangelization initiative that man, like they hit it. I, that's so good, right? Out of the park. M- the Bible timeline right that they that they put out already. Yeah. I think that is just a really good Bible study. You yes. know what I mean? That's what and it's so like for. it's it's preaching to the choir. Like Whoa. the people who are already going to the people who are looking for a Bible study yes. are going to go deeper in their faith because of this, right? Yes. If you're looking at win build send, the focus oh. model. Okay. All of the money is in build. Yeah. Of because course. the build because that's where that's where people who want to grow are gonna they, they, they have they're they're willing to spend money on Catholic things, right? And so yes. all the money is in build and for the for the last like fifty years, maybe a hundred years, Catholicism for the most part has just been focused on maintaining the people that are already here. We weren't yes. mission focused. We weren't outward focused, right? Yes. So even even the companies who are like, yeah, we're mission focused. We're outward. We're we're proclaiming Christ to the to the next generation, right? Like the Word on Fire Bible might be made might be made for non believers. But they're not going to reach non-believers unless you take your word on fire Bible and you say, hey, this is made for non-believers to a friend that that trusts you. You know what I mean? Yes. I Who think, you already have a relationship with. Yes. So I yeah. think I think like all of the, again, I don't want to contradict what we talked about last week because I think all of these things are good in the I same way that the Knights of Columbus and the Ladies of Charity are good. But yes. let's not kid ourselves in thinking that doing Knights of Columbus, Ladies of Charity on a national scale is anything is anything new evangelization-y, right? Yeah. New evangelization has to be uh, new in order for it to count. Uh, but it also doesn't, it, but that's not the only thing. It also has to be evangelization in order for it to count yes. because a lot of a lot of us are getting away with, oh, we're doing something that is new. We're doing, <laughs> talking about Catholicism on a podcast. That's new. That must be new evangelization. <laughs> that's not, that's not, um, anyway. That's what I got upset about today. That's People, good. Yeah. I don't want to beat that horse to death. But what no. I I have I, I, something that I was thinking about is um, 
I think our hmm. So the root of evangelization has to be. Well, I don't know, Patrick. What do you think? What do you think the root of evangelization <laughs> has to be? Well, the root of evangelization is the is the the. No, not like the etymology of it, you <laughs> dingus. Like, what does someone what does the someone have Evangelion. to have before? What does someone have to have before they can evangelize? A relationship with Jesus. They have to have a reservoir. What what what, what is the? You have a relationship with Jesus. You probably also have a relationship with your wife. What would you say is like the core defining thing of your relationship with your wife? Talking to her. What would you say maybe is like the the um like the reason that you married her? Uh, loving her. There it is. Love. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get. At. Oh, God. You're trying to lead me. Man, who's the youth lead. minister now, you dork? <laughs> I do feel I am. Yes. But I think love is important. Hot take. <laughs> I know, right? How much? Maybe I don't know anything at all. And we talked about this a bit before with the love our enemies thing. But I don't want to talk about enemies. I just want to talk about people that we meet that we know in our jobs, in our businesses, in our streets. For a lot of Christians, and myself included, let's say let's say an example, a scenario, right? My uh, a guy that I work with, who's a client of mine, he says to me, he says, I ask him, hey, we're, we're doing business, but we're talking like, hey, how's it going? What's going on in your life? Sure, we're just catching up. He's like, dude, everything's going. This is not real. This is I'm making this up right now, dude. Everything's going great. Um, you know, just moved in with my girlfriend last week. Uh, we're really excited, you know, uh, to start living together. Um, you know, and, and maybe I ask a question like, oh, are you guys planning on getting married? Like, no, no, we're just, we're, we're, we're really solid where we are, you know. For a lot of Christians, this is a, this is a nexus point of, <laughs> of just bad evangelization. For yeah, most they're people. like, like St. Sebastian, I am about to be persecuted for my faith. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they, they, they believe, like I, so I've, I've done, they believe that, okay, because I've done all the prerequisites, like I have a relationship with this dude, like I care about him, we talk, we're working on things, like I have enough rapport built up to be able to, to say certain things, right? There's a, there's a sense that if you don't, vocally oppose the thing then you're not evangelizing and this is where i was thinking about this today and this might be a little controversial but i think we have to start instead of just listening for moments where we can insert the thing that's correct Mm -hmm. we need to actually listen to the other person and and love them and i think a lot of us don't know how to love and we've never really been loved and so we have a really hard time with this. So let's let's take that example. And and let's this is Ethan four years ago. This is how he would respond. You know, I just moved in with my girlfriend. Oh, are you getting married? Uh, no, no, we're just planning on living together. Ethan four years ago would have either like said nothing and been mad about it, or would have said something along the lines of, um, "Are you sure you want to do that?" You know, like what's, what's the end game? <laughs> Gross. And, and I would have like, I would have challenged him on it, yeah. you know, like, um, but like, well, I would just ask like why, but I wouldn't have really been asking why I would have been asking to try and like wedge my way him. in yeah. to like get a place where I could like share with him something about something. Right. Yeah. Not good. Not good. And that's maybe a dramatic example, but option B, I'm living with my girlfriend. We just moved in together. My response 
I'm just, this is a proposal. I'm not saying we have to do this, but this is, let's explore this for a minute. I just moved in with my girlfriend. Man, that's awesome. Why'd you decide to do that? Well, we just, we, we really care about each other. We really want to, we're really just kind of in a tight spot financially and we need to like save on expenses. Oh, really? Like what's, what's been going on? It's just stuff that you can't like pay for right now. Yeah. Well, actually like she's got some health issues that make it like really hard for her to like live on her own or like her car broke down sure. and she can't afford to fix it. You know, like, and all of a sudden there's like this, because you like affirmed him. Right. And you're like, that's wow. That's really great. You, I can tell that you're excited about this. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. like as a person who wants to love you, I'm going to be excited about it also, even if it's something that I maybe on the surface, I'm like, that doesn't sound like the best idea. Sure. You know, obviously we can't affirm evil, right? Like if someone says, yeah, just got an abortion this weekend. You can't be like, oh, awesome. Like, why? Like that rocks. <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Um, but you can kind of see, you can extrapolate out from this low stick situation to higher stick situations. How I think we need to start interacting with people that aren't Christian mm-hmm. and where I think there's just a huge deficit between where we ought to be and just like where the average Christian, even like well-formed in evangelization, mm-hmm. like people focus missionaries out on campuses talking to people. Yeah. A lot of it just devolves into arguing. <laughs> and man, there's no wonder that, that people don't want to talk to Christians because they never feel heard, loved, yeah. loved or heard. Yeah, yeah. When they're around them. What I had a conversation with someone this? yesterday. Oh, tell me more. Monday about... Um, today is Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. So I had a conversation on a Monday about uh, <laughs> one of the people I was talking to at the farmer's market. You know, I was just like, you know, I don't believe everything the church teaches. And I was like, <gasps> go on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really respond that way? Like, yeah. That, that was word for word? <laughs> yeah. I nice. was like, go on. Like what you obviously want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And he's like, I really funny kid. Very like well spoken. Is this a teen? For a te- yeah, for as a teenager. Okay. Really well spoken for a teenager. You know, like I don't believe everything the church teaches. You know, um, I want to talk about like, you know, I, I he's like I, I believe that you know people should love who they love, and that's who I was brought up. That's how I was brought up to think. You know, my mom, my mom didn't. You know, she she didn't tell me what to think, but she like guided me. And my mom had like a gay friend growing up, and you know, I I would you know saw him like well you know. If if you know, he he can surely he can be he can be with who he wants to be right and so I just had a conversation with him about that you know I was like okay like, yeah that's obviously based on something and instead of going the route of like so he was so what he said was I believe that people should be able to be happy right and I was like <laughs> yeah. now we can have we can have a conversation now because obviously I was instead of going the direction of the hot button issue right mm-hmm. of like well is that really going to make them happy. Yeah. Is that really going to make them what, happy? What is true happiness? What does happiness mean? Well, in the catechism it says, and then all you've lost them. Yeah, because what I what I did ask him was what what do you what is ha- like define happiness? Like what is happiness? And I just I, all I did was ask questions mm-hmm. so that I could get to know how he thought about happiness. And like he had some really interesting things, right? Like he we were like talking about it, and he was like, "Well, I think like like happiness is like being true to yourself." And I was like, okay. It wasn't argumentative. I wasn't trying to argue with him, but I was mm-hmm. trying to kind of punch up his ideas a little bit you know sure um just because like you know he he he's a kid obviously so he doesn't yeah. have fully he's formed a... thoughts yeah but i mean 
Well, I guess okay. So what I want to say, what I want to say in response to that is, this doesn't Please. mean this isn't. I don't think that the answer to evangelical evangelistic conversations is never challenge. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, because this conversation was very. I was basically I was challenging him a little bit, but not to the point where he felt like I was trying to win. You know, yeah. I respected what he said. I accepted his answer. Which he gave the answer, what is happiness? Doing like being true to yourself, which I think is a goofy answer. I think that yeah. I I think that I don't I don't think that was necessarily true. I think that's a very I think that's a very like stitched on a pillow answer. Mm-hmm. But I was like, go go on, what does that mean? And we got to this point where he was like, Well, I think that the thing that's yourself, like I don't think that my body is me. Whoa. I think that what's inside is see now we're getting to a deeper issue right now right? this dude it's like holy crap this guy is a gnostic full on like he, <laughs> full, he had crazy. full on he had full on gnostic he, like that that was what was it he, he even said yeah. like ghost in the machine i was like ah it's cartesian like, ah. <laughs> oh no and but it's funny right because like that that's the, that's getting ah, to the root of anime it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a he had a he had a fundamental and this is this is what i think like i'll one thing that evangelists and that's all of us who are baptized and confirmed need to know is that one of the baptized priest prophet king one of the root causes of people not being christian is that they don't know what it means to be human and so they don't they can't comprehend a savior who would come to redeem their humanity because they don't know what their humanity is right so of course he's not going to think that there's a problem with with whatever he thinks is not a problem with right like obviously he's not going to think there's a problem because he didn't we didn't actually talk about he never said the word gay or same-sex attraction or anything we just talked about like loving who you love and being who you are right Hmm. obviously like having that conversation of like well you know statistically speaking you have a higher risk of blah 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 like the apologetics i was taught when i was in high school got would have gotten nowhere because deep down he doesn't think that the body is part of you yeah, so that's a deeper crazy, issue, by the way. right? That's so wild that a teenager can just like stumble into that. Yeah, but it happens all the time. And it, but it was interesting because he was like, he was like, you know, I think that I think that the parts of us that are spiritual are truly us, and the parts of us that are are physical are not truly us. So this, he he got to that point because I asked him like, okay, what if someone is sick, right? Like, are they being true to themselves by taking a Tylenol, or are they are they are they like? You That's know, a good question. Yeah, I, I, was, I was like, can can you can you ever you know be who you are, right? But like, what if who you are is painful can you change that he was like well you know that that's not that's not true and then the other kid we were talking to had a really interesting point he was like well what part of you then is your um like if you have like a mental health issue like or or you have adhd like is that your body or is that your soul and i was like good question because it sounds like psychologically that sounds pretty spiritual but it also has to do with your brain because you can take medicine for it and so that's where we got to this point where he was like, okay, there's like a gray area. Because the other thing was like, I brought up, I brought up the, I brought up like, you know, I said that stupid class. I brought up being a murderer, which I shouldn't have done. Cause that's something that people talk about all the time when they're talking about gay, gay marriage. Like, oh, well, what if you want to murder someone? You know, it's like a dumb apologetic. Wait, sorry. What's the, walk me through the argument there. Well, you should do, you should be able to do what you, what makes you happy. And then people, then, then the, then the, uh, the Catholic answers apologists will go, well, what if murdering people makes me happy? Never heard that one before? Oh, I've just changed my mind on everything. Yeah. <laughs> just now. So I, I brought because up, I brought up, asked me if I wanted to murder people. I brought up being, cause he said, he said, be true to yourself. Right. And yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I just brought that up cause I was yeah. like, you know, 
but it wasn't as it, it was a, it was as a, it was as, a, as an example right because I, I think this kid i mean he's a teenager he's never heard that one before <laughs> you yes. know yeah um and so he brought that up and and i was like well isn't that isn't that is is the desire to be a murderer spiritual or physical he's like spiritual and i was like and what about being gay is that spiritual or physical and he's like well i guess it's physical and i was like yeah so it kind of sounds like and I, he was like oh yeah okay i gotta rephrase that so that that was like i don't know i i'd earned his trust that we were having an open conversation and he he felt like i was you know i made him i didn't make him feel this way i showed him that i was open to his thoughts sure yeah and i think most of I, what i was doing was questions yes and they weren't and leading questions sorry yes i'm talking no about. you're fine i agree with your point that you don't need to uh or that you can't never challenge people like challenging people has to be a part of it um but at the same time you were having a conversation about something that he wanted to talk about like you were yes yeah that's true yeah you were you were you were engaged in a good faith discussion yeah about something that he brought up also i'm an adult and he's a child so i can get away with a little being above him you know what i sure, mean sure sure because i'm right. just an adult <laughs> yes he's if okay you're with that. if you're talking to a peer and they bring up a cohabitation thing or a gay marriage thing or an abortion thing and it's in and it's clear that they want to learn your perspective, right? And they want to talk about it. Great. You are you can enter into this and you can ask questions and you can be loving in those situations. I mean everyone's different, but you can state what you believe, you mm -hmm. can defend it. Yeah, like but you but you still need to hold on to those basic principles of like I need to love the person in front of me and l hear what they are saying. Right? Which is very hard. But what we see so many times and what I see, this was my hands-on experience. And just it, th things would happen. Like I would say things. I'd be like, I didn't, that's actually not what I wanted to say in that conversation. <laughs> like I just tried to argue with this person about the papacy, like out of nowhere. Like I don't know what, like that Why didn't did I help. Why did I do that? Yeah. That didn't help anything. And now this person is never going to talk to me again because I totally just blasted them with information the first time I ever met them. Uh, and so I've done this on accident a bunch, which is why it probably hits home for me a lot more. But you should only ever do that in two places. Yeah, a public debate, okay, where you are you have been invited to present a counter argument, or yeah. two, unironically, the internet. And here's why. Okay, you're never going to see that person again. Yeah, <laughs> other people might be watching and having the same questions. Sure. So on the on the Archangel Gabriel <laughs> Instagram page, I got into an argument with a guy. Well done. About. The church because I knew that it was I either delete his comments and I want kids to see it or I could just be like hey this is actually wrong here's the examples so like debates are performative always I think we should just embrace that mm -hmm. but when you're evangelizing it's not performative it's very private and we should and do it, it it gets to the core of this of this thing which is if the the evangelization is introducing people to a relationship with Jesus it's like you can't introduce a stranger, you know, so you have to have a relationship with Jesus yourself. So you have to mm -hmm. have some kind of loving relationship with God. Um, and in order to introduce someone, you need to kind of have a loving relationship with this other person, what, to whatever extent that makes sense. Um, and I think this does kind of go along with what we were talking about last week. We have a need to try and fit people into a, into a box Okay, 
I meet with person. Person is living with girlfriend. Uh, person sees no problem with living with girlfriend. Person uh, accepts the gospel. Right? Now, I'm like scrambling. So it's like, okay, so you got to move out and you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this. It, our job as evangelists, people who really want to bring the gospel to people is not to fix every aspect of someone's life that's out of step with, you know, socially acceptable Catholic living. Mm-hmm. And think about this with Jesus, right? The woman at the well, you would ask me for a drink, you know? Yeah. Like Jesus wasn't there to like fix and say like, what, here's, here's all the steps you can take. Just, I'm going to write this down. I'm a rabbi. You take this sheet of paper, you go up to Jerusalem, you show it to the boys at the temple. They'll know what, they'll know I sent you, you know, and then we'll get your paperwork and you, you don't have to be a Samaritan no more. Um, <laughs> you know, like, or whatever she was, a Canaan. I don't know what she was. I think she, she was, was a Samaritan. Samaritan. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. Um, that's not what he did. He didn't fix the thing that was out of step with what was the truest reality at the time. He just looked at her and like loved her and, and brought her healing mm-hmm. for like some serious pain in her life. And, and she probably, I mean, she was still, I mean, we don't know. We have no clue if she ever left that husband that was not her true husband. We don't know if she stayed with him. We don't, we don't have any idea. Mm-hmm. What if she didn't? What if she stayed in this illicit marriage? Mm-hmm. W- would she have any less of a relationship with Jesus if he came back to that town? Probably not. Unless he specifically invites her. Right, and she rejects it. That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But that's something that can't always come from us, and we feel like we have to be the ones to to make that ask because we're there and we see it. It's like, dude, you got to stop uh, watching porn and also living with your girlfriend and also uh, 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 posting pro-choice things on Facebook and also like we feel like we just have to fix it. But like, yeah, do we, we feel like we, that- we feel like we have to behavior modify? This is what yeah. I mean with like we. Do you fall think into- that Jesus yeah. will do that or not? Like Jesus yeah. will do, will gonna invite do it over time. somebody. You don't He's going to do it. Yeah. yeah. When I was in so high school, and I'm sure focused missionaries get in the same headspace. Like I felt like we had four years for every person we met. Like we had, we had we had a limited amount of time. Conveyor belt Christianity. We have yeah. We had a limited amount of time to get them to Christ. Like and as if as if we were the ones saving them. You know, as if Christ was like this town that you could bring them to, called yeah. Steubenville. Uh, you just bring, if you just, just if I just get them to the conference, they're going to, they're going to be saved. Um, and I feel like we can get into that at, at any point in life, even if, it, if we're doing college ministry or young adult ministry, or just trying to, you know, talk to someone about the faith at the water cooler. Uh, I think we get into the same, this is what I was saying with like new evangelization things, uh, big, big ministry events, and even young Catholics are just making the same generational mistakes that dusty old parishes have made, which is mm-hmm. uh, behavior modification for young people. We talked about this a couple weeks ago on, on our youth ministry episode about how adults mostly care about, not, I don't want to say that, uh, a lot of the times adults... Generalize, baby. A lot of the times adults care about youth ministry because they think the youths are the most in danger of bad, terrible sin. You know, right. they they're they're like like we gotta we gotta make the youth stop uh, doing drugs and rebelling and having having sexual relations. Yeah. We gotta stop that. Um, 
And that's like the worst thing that we could think of about we want to make sure that the kids have religion because that's what helps them have a nice, comfortable middle class life. We got to make sure they right. have a, uh, a religion thing. Um, and so that's why we're so invested in youth ministry. And I think we're we end up making the same mistakes that attitude creeps in. We're like, well, I know that someone's saved. Uh, I know that someone has a relationship with Christ if they don't do any serious public sin. So if I get you to stop doing serious public sin, you're going to have a relationship with Christ. Like, nope, equation doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. It's, we spend all this time in energy. Like, I, I don't want to be, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be soft on things that are bad for you, but you're going to do more harm than good. If you meet a guy who really loves smoking weed, who desires a relationship with God and you just like constantly come back to the weed thing. Like, it's just, it's not going to help. And I'm not saying it should be, it's totally right and everybody should do it and absolutely <laughs> it's it's forgiven or whatever. But we, we, we just get focused on these, on these little things and then harp on it. And then, and then they're not going to change because you're not giving them any real reason to change other than mm -hmm. I'm a Christian and you want to be a Christian uh, or you're trying to grow in your faith. And this is, this is the way that you have to do it. Or else it's not going to work. Like we we don't give the Holy Spirit enough credit because the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to convict that person that he needs to stop smoking weed or living with his. We have to adopt anything. the Saint Francis attitude, which yeah. is two things. One, yeah. if I had not been given the grace that I had been given, I would be a worse sinner than that. Yes. That's Saint Francis. First of all, he's like God gave has given me more grace than anyone because if I I would be the worst sinner in the world if God didn't give me the grace that he gave me. So step one, you have to recognize in yourself that God has given you an insane amount of grace and you would be worse off than them if he didn't. Two, two, trust that God will not let someone fall further than he's willing to go get them. You know what I mean? He's not, mm -hmm. he's not going to let someone fall so far away and then not give them the grace yeah. to bring them to him, right? Like he's going to offer him, he's going to offer them more than enough grace. So just trust in that. And if you're going to be a part of that grace being offered, awesome. If not, then fine. He's not going to let someone, he's not going to let someone go so far away from him that he can't bring them back. And he's going to offer it. They might not accept it, but that's them. That's on them. Mm -hmm. You know, he, has, he also has to offer them the grace to accept it, which is a weird thing. That's a fun little theological question about free will. Oh, but not we'll today. Leave that. We'll leave not that. Not today. Yeah. No, not ever. I never want to answer that. I never want to try to answer that question. It's the hardest question in the all of theology. It's the hardest question. I, I don't like the free will question, and I don't want to spend time answering it because I just, I much prefer getting people on the boat than figure out how they get on the boat. You know what I mean? Like, how did yeah, they choose? That's a really good, <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah. Did they, did they take the, did they go on the dock and then they, they take the plank? Did they jump in the water and swim after the boat? Did they get yeah. helicoptered in? It doesn't matter as long I as I want to get on them the on the boat, <laughs> get them on the boat. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter. They could be wet and sopping and missing three out of their four limbs. But as long as they're on the boat, they're on the boat. So they're, they're on good. the boat. We're so get like, everything fixed. Yeah. Just can we, yeah. And just, and it needs to be all about. Like that's just, I want to keep going back to that. We have to yeah. love and not in like a weird way, mm -hmm. not in a way that makes people feel uncomfortable. But do you really care about the person in front of you? And if you don't, oh, yeah. then it stop trying to evangelize them because it's not going to work. 
I, like, I was have enough self-knowledge to know like, man, I really don't care about this person and just say that honestly and then just excuse yourself. <laughs> yeah, and you can <laughs> super away. screw it up too because when I was in high school, I was evangelizing a friend and, and they were like real close to coming to mass and all that stuff. But I just like so fixated on making sure they didn't boink someone that yeah. I just scared them away. Right. You know? Yeah. The old chastity belt. Yeah, it's. I was. I was like, no, you can't do that, because then you're not gonna, you know. Because then, because yeah. then, yeah, whatever. So don't do that. It, it was you know, a lot of hard. I don't want to. I, I don't want to talk about free will. I don't want to talk about boinking. You know what I do want to talk about, Patrick? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about dating. <laughs> okay. Well, I would love to talk about dating too. But first, we gotta say thank you to some people who are supporting us. Oh. So we have had quite the week. Ethan. I would say it's been an influx. It's been quite the week. You know how you know how usually we've for the past every week for the past month or so we've had three new patrons every Count week. We had dos, four new patrons. Whoa! And one person edit their pledge up two dollars a month. Man, let's go. That's so what I'm that, about. thank you for the edit, Danielle. We really appreciate you investing more in the Crunch's mission. We love that. We love to see it. Thank you for being mm. a loyal supporter for this long. Thanks to Christina. Thanks to Matthew and Aaron for pledging at five bucks. And thanks to Lucas. Big old thanks, to Lucas, for pledging at. 10. Guys, that's amazing. This is super helpful. Every bit counts towards our our goal of um our goal of creating tools that help young Catholics evangelize their friends. That's what we do. We like talking about it. We like giving you we like equipping you for mission. We like doing that. Um because let's be honest, uh there's no focus missionary who's going to go to your work and evangelize all your coworkers for you. Sorry. But you can't be you. It's got to be you. It's got to be you. And if that scares you a little bit, that's okay. Go to Patreon. Sorry, go to dip, go to <laughs> go to bit.ly slash crunch discord and uh, join a community of people who are focused on growing in their faith and evangelizing their friends. Uh, if you can't and if you can't support us on Patreon, I forgot to say that. If you can't support us on Patreon, what you can do is you can go leave a review on iTunes. Oh, you don't even have to listen on iTunes if you want to give us a review on iTunes. Uh, anybody oh my can gosh. do an iTunes review. Anybody can do an iTunes review. It is so easy uh, let, me, let me rephrase that anybody can leave a five-star itunes review yes it actually you can't you can't there's a lot the, of people that actually let me rephrase only the most attractive and wonderful people can leave a five-star itunes review everybody else who leaves like a one-star review they don't know what they're doing get them <laughs> off the app but you i know you're different um i got I got a really great review from, I can't shoot, there's two really good reviews that were posted recently. I got a good news for you, Patrick. We do one of these every week, so oh, we should man. be, should be all know. right. We should be, should be <laughs> fine, but I can't, I don't know which one to choose. Okay, um, label them one and two. Okay. And then I'm holding up a number right now. Okay. What is it? It's two. Okay, fine. Go. Cereal, <laughs> sorry, cereal chip bags Catholicism. Huh. This is hands down one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Ethan and Patrick are authentic, wow. hilarious, and dashingly handsome. But sorry, Ooh. they're taken. That's fun. Okay. A fun right. little. Never mind. I want to go Can with one. I'm start scared. Again, start over, start over. Read it in like a 1920s baseball announcer voice. This is hands down one of the best podcasts I've ever <laughs> listened to. Ethan and Patrick are authentic, hilarious, and dashingly handsome. Sorry, y'all. They're taken. <laughs> I've been listening since the beginning, and it has been an am- amazing to see both of them grow in their faith and vocation, authentically living out discipleship. Love the buzzwords. 
I have learned and grown so much from this podcast. It's one of the few podcasts I still listen to since life is so busy. You will not regret listening. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that is tested negative for botulism. Wow. Nice. That's great. Deep cut, deep cut. I love it. Thanks, Cactus Crunch. On uh, Can I give people dating advice? Do we get any submissions? All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. <laughs> this uh, dating corner comes from our Discord. If you want to submit a dating corner, you can go to bit.ly slash crunch discord and send it in the dating corner channel thanks ben for cataloging these for us we have the Shout best out mods ben. dating corner uh from zing for joy i have a question about dealing with families and relationships i find that Ooh. in most relationships one person's family that is bigger or more tight-knit usually wins out over the other person's family this is them mm. more often they have more influence etc however my dad is the 13th out of 15 kids whoa my boyfriend's mom is the 12th out of 12 kids what we have big, very strong-willed, huge Catholic families. So Dang. I find when making plans for who to visit, who to live near, who to listen to, it's like a tug of war sometimes and it's a source of conflict. Has anyone dealt with this kind of thing in this situation? Is it possible to make decisions fairly and treat both families equally? This would all be easier if we all lived in the same town and only dated the people we've known since childhood. Yeah, it would be. I'm curious. Just kidding. I mean, it's like impossible. I mean, but it is possible. Um, th- th- I I wish I knew how far away the families are. Like, are we all in the same town? I'm is assuming one... they met in college. Yeah. So do you think their families are in the same town? It, or... It's obvious they're out. I mean, it, it, it seems they're out of town. They're like far away from each other because it's plans of yeah. who to visit who to live near who to listen to yeah dang that's so did hard. you have this problem hey you want to talk about our in-laws on the podcast <laughs> i love nothing more than to talk about my in-laws on the podcast anyway we just cut out a whole bunch of audio because we decided that it wasn't very good so <laughs> just kidding i paused for a few seconds it, made it, was, it, was, like it was riveting it talked about my in-laws but i did not uh i mean i go through this you go through this we've been through this sure not in the same way, but I think the only fair way is... <laughs> move far away from both of them. <laughs> is move far away from both of them? No. I mean, do whatever you want to do, but you just got to set hard boundaries. And this has to be a conversation with your significant other where you say, okay, and just say what you really want. Like, you might really love your family and you want to see them for certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really important to me that we are at my family's 4th of July every year. Okay. It's really important to you. We're going to decide that, right? It's it, uh, And then you come back and then he says, well, it's really important to me that we're at my family's Thanksgiving. Well, like my family has a special, like grand, grandma's Gigi, Gima is only getting, she's 95, you know, like we kind of, can we hit the next like there, few yeah. until she dies? Like, okay, so we'll do this and then we'll have to switch back. Like you just have to talk about like what you want, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it's important. Hmm. It's important to take into consideration what your families want, but compared to what you and your significant other have decided, it it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, it like yeah. it does, yeah. <laughs> it does, and you want to respect your family and all this. Like it comes in as important, but you 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 have a family now. Well, I mean, you're dating. You don't really have a family yet. When you get engaged, when you're married, you have a family now that yes. you have to take care of. When you're dating, it's hard because it's like your family still is more your family than your boyfriend, which is 
so you might have to like go separate ways for holidays like that might be yeah the, that the might thing. have to be the solution um but if you're gonna keep dating this person and you're going to move towards a, a, a marriage-type relationship with them. I don't know why I said marriage. <laughs> Otherwise type. known as marriage. <laughs> marriage-type is super effective against uh, cohabitation-type. Um, <laughs> the uh, You're just going to have to – things are going to get cut. You're not going to be able to make it to everything. And so that has to be a conversation open between every party. And I know that's really hard with your parents. Oh, yeah. Gosh, sure. that's so hard. Yeah. Uh, and but I, it seems to me like important. it seems like she comes from very strong-willed big Catholic families. So it seems to me like boyfriend's mom is twelfth of twelve, uh, girlfriend dad is thirteenth out of fifteen. It seems like not just the parents, but the aunts and the uncles are driving the train too a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Trains don't drive, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get conducted. They super. <laughs> they super don't get. A say you know they like super don't get as much of a say you know what i mean at a mm-hmm. certain point it's <sighs> if your dad is like hey it's important to us that you and boyfriend are there then you you try to go to that thing mm-hmm. but if uncle ricky is like yeah you got never missed one the whole time that we ever been together it's like well, i don't care what you're saying uncle sorry ricky. uncle ricky like you got sorry, uncle ricky like you're just a guy just how it goes i'm gonna know? block you on facebook now <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah because i mean I don't know in the in the hi, in the hierarchy of 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 you know <laughs> it's it's inappropriate for you know someone to tell it's inappropriate for someone to tell another family like a family a dad of another family to tell a dad of a different family like how to raise their kid you know it's inappropriate if you be like hey you're really like in certain things obviously right it's like it's really inappropriate for a dad to be like oh you shouldn't you shouldn't let your kid watch TV you know that's that's a that's that's kind of a jerk thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, and there's a reason for that. It's because like you're you're encroaching upon that person's domain. You know, it's yes. like this is this is I'm 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 I've been tasked with this family caring for it well, and I know it better than you, so I know what's good for it. And so at a certain point, right, it's like you can't tell, <laughs> you can't tell someone else whether or not their kid needs to take a nap. Right. Because that's the kid's mom. He, she knows when the kid needs to nap. You know. Yes. And so similarly, right? Like you can't tell another parent, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta get your kid on a plane, take him to whatever." That hasn't happened in my family. But that's that's what you're gonna need to just full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the stuff you might have to deal with if you have both come from strong-willed families. Is they might have strong opinions on how you're raising your kid or running your household, and they just can't. Like that, it's they can have their opinions. It, opinions are like buttholes. Everyone's got one and it stinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I have an alternative suggestion. Oh, yeah? Pick a date where you know there's nothing going on for both for both families. Sure. Invite them all to your house. Oh, boy. Now, this may sound overwhelming. Shove them all in the basement and then lock them in there. <laughs> but what you're going to do is you're going to lead everybody out into the backyard and there's going to be, and what you're going to do is a family-friendly version of when the Joker snaps that pool cue in half and says, "We're going to have tryouts." What you're, what you're going to do is you're going to make them fight. Whichever family comes out victorious, they get preference. They sure. get first say. Sure. 
Now, obviously, the family with the 15, you might have to do some kind of draft and like draft the 10 strongest, you know, out of each family <laughs> and have them fight and then have like alternates or substitutes or whatever. I don't know. I don't care how you structure the tournament. Oh, you have seating. You could do one on one. There's lots of things you could do. You do doubles. But all I'm saying is uh-huh. this is the only fair way. Only fair way. The only fair way is, is physical strength. You know? Tests of endurance. Tests of endurance. And I skill. See, I want to see Gigob punch out your dad's <laughs> sister. You know? How many fun Midwestern <laughs> names for a grandparent can we come up with, huh? <laughs> it was so hard to figure out what to call my father-in-law and my father for, for Leo because they just both oh, aggressively yeah. didn't care enough about what they were going to be called. And so we were like, we got to... We want one of you to care so the other one gets a process of elimination. You know what I mean? So we were just like, okay, dad, your grandpa, and I don't know, your papu or something. I don't know. <laughs> Peepaw. Peepaw. I, can I tell you the crazy thing that happened to me? So we, we tell our parents that we're having a baby, right? Huge. And they're like, ooh, yay, baby, woo. It's exciting. My right? mom freaked out, pushed me out of the way, and went to go hug my wife. <laughs> it's, which is so funny. Um, I love Della. This is a Della respecting <laughs> chat. Della, Della, a lot of Della fans on the pod. So we ask our moms, we're like, hey, is there something you want to be called? And they're like, well, we don't really care all that much. Let's think about it. We revisit the topic. Both of them come back. They say, I want to be Gigi. <gasps> both of them said this. How did you both pick Gigi. The, the same name? How did you both pick gamer names? <laughs> now your now your kid's an epic. He's a, he's an MLG. He's got dad. Two what do you want to be called? I want to be called one three three seven. You can call me Leetpaw. You can be Leetpaw. Uh, the so now I'm like, well, I gave him the option because I wanted to be kind, but I thought one of them would pick Grandma. You know, no. like I thought I was no, but when I was growing up, I just called him Grandma and Grandpa Stevie, and then it was the other ones were Grandma and Grandpa Darnell. Back in my day. <laughs> Back in my day, you just would say grandma and grandpa and then their name. Yeah. Grandpa Glenn. How about that for a name? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, there was none of this. When I was a kid, there was none of this pee-poo, bing-bong, g-mog, <laughs> grampy gramp, babushka It's especially nonsense. difficult because it, it's, like, it's, not like, it's not like every, goop, every goop. grandparent has to deal with a goob from Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be goob. Yeah, call me goob, please. On our on our youth group Discord, one of my one of my teens, a girl has goob as her profile picture, and I can't think of a better character to describe this girl's disposition. She's That's just so funny. She's the epitome of of hey goob, want to come play baseball? Want to come yeah. to my house or a sleepover? They all hated me. <laughs> I love it when people, especially teenagers, are like self aware of their their own disposition. It's very I, it's funny so good. Yeah. Uh, it's not like it's not like grandparents only have to deal with one counterpart grandparent. They have to deal with the in law for all of their kids. So it's like yeah, it's you know my 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 mom has three grandparents sons have been tested in the fire. I know my mom has three sons. They're all gonna get married except for Nick. He's gonna be a priest, and so <laughs> they're all gonna have to deal with you know an, like my mom's already got dibs on Nana. So like, what if Sean's wife's mom wants to be Nana? Tough luck. Mom's already Nana. I, I, it, it's uh, how often? Here's a question. Yeah. How often are both grandmas in the same room? No. 
I don't know, right now often because like Sure, when they're young they come and visit for birthdays and stuff, but when after the age of five, you know they're not coming for birthdays. You know they're not yeah, I mean, you go to them. You don't go to you don't go to Nana Nevy's house and then Nana Johnson is just there, you know? She's Buella because she's from Mexico. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Na- Nana. <laughs> it's it's hard because it's cause uh uh Mama Johnson is um is from Mexico and her husband is from Iowa. So it's like you can't have, he can't be abuelo, you know? Right. Be, you can, you can, I, this is this is my grandpa Corn Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it. That's enough okay. for me. Let's let's get out of here. Bit.ly slash crunch discord, uh patreon.com slash the crunch. Follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the crunch podcast. If we get a hundred patrons, we are going to do over the hedge watch along podcast episode just for patrons. It'll go on our bonus RSS feed. If you are a patron, you're not getting our bonus RSS feed. You send me a little message in the Patreon support channel on Discord. Weirdest and I'd be happy to help podcast you out. RSS feed ever. It's got like a bunch of bonus stuff. That's I, like I I deleted a whole lot of, a lot of like extra that's crap good. that was on there. I that's cleaned good. it. Up. I cleaned. That's it up. really good. So uh, check it out, and uh, would love to hear from you, Patrick. Do you have anything else from the people? Avril Lavigne was in Over the Hedge. Yeah, she was the uh, the daughter of the. Uh, she was the younger ferret, not the ferret. What are the ones that faint? Possum. She possum. was the younger. She was the possum daughter. She was a possum girl. She said, "See you later, girl." Possible sequel? No, no. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> if they make Patrick, if they make an over the hedge two, they're not making it. No, it's <sighs> um. Oh. In May 2007, DreamWorks Animation CEO Jeffrey Katzenberg said that despite the company exceeding Wall Street's expectations during the second consecutive quarter of 2007, the film would not get a sequel. Uh, it was close, an almost. 2010 article. The, the we're article, not rebooting the right stuff. We're rebooting things that nobody wants rebooted. An article was posted on the official Over the Hedge blog. Whoa. What was the world in 2010? Overthehedge.blogspot.com. You know some like you know some enterprising Patrick Nevy in 2010 was like, "Oh, I can I can, I understand web 2.0. I can start a blog for Over the Hedge." There's a Twitter <laughs> account for Over the Hedge too. Is there really? Dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we can we manifest Over the Hedge 2, the sequel? Oh my gosh. Bro, can my Twitter please become the official Over the Hedge Twitter account? <laughs> At mfryactual. I got to edit all this out now. No, this is great. I, if, if we were on Twitch right now, people would be posting the fiddle emoji because you were distracting your fiddle. How dare you? Other things. But my, my, my bit was Avril Lavigne was in Over the Hedge. Oh, I didn't know that. That was my bit. I didn't. Okay. You didn't make it sound. You, it looked like you were looking something up and just said that. And now, and I was confused. A man has been posting every day on Twitter asking at DreamWorks for Over the Hedge 2. Oh, I love this guy. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.